What's going on, guys? I just want to let you know that I am a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you like this show, and if you're listening to this, I really hope you do, go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com for more shows like this one. We've got shows like Breaking the Panel. They talk about all the hot topics in comic books today. We've got Botched, a D&D podcast. A bunch of friends get together, get trashed, and go through the fifth edition of Dungeons & Dragons. We have Pokemon Go, uh, many other shows. Please go there and check that out. And uh, as always like the Blazing Defender reports. And now, for your listening pleasure, the Blazing Defender Report with your host, Travis Jones. Welcome to another Blazing Defender comic book report. <laughs> Guys, with the show this big, I had to call in some help. So this Strolls is for you. Casey Strolls from the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. What's up, Casey? It's me. You know, a big stack, two big men. How are we going to handle it today? It's a hero (laughs) and a sidekick. The Blazing Defender and the Torch Wonder. The the Torch Wonder is back on the Blazing Defender. Uh, Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, Casey's also my man in the chair, so give him a ton of shit about that <laughs> no i'm just kidding i deserve it this time i nah. should have checked <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were just chatting back and forth kind of waiting to get the show started we thought we was ready to roll but uh yeah we got some great comic books to talk about this week guys we've got darth vader we've got exiles number one which i know casey's a huge fan of uh deadly class a new book a creepy fucking book called gideon falls which i'm going to review today Avengers, and we've even got some more stuff to talk about. Uh, but first out, I want to give a huge shout out to Collector Zone. Guys, if you're a collector, I don't give a shit what it is, Funko Pops, Mezco Action Figures, whatever you're a collector of comic books, go to Collector Zone Cantina. It's a, it's a home for collectors, and you also get one-on-one talk and coverage with the owners of Collector Zone. Uh, people are looking for exclusive figures for people. It's really, really cool. And, and like I said, you'll get some great discounts. So go check them out. Collector Zone Cantina on Facebook and CollectorZone.com if you're feeling jiggy with it. Uh, and another big shout out, the Zone Comic Shop in Louisville, Kentucky. It's where I go by, I go by my books at. Uh, Dan is a huge comic book fan. Go in there. If you've never been to a comic book shop before, this place looks great. He's got a new spot. It's fantastic looking. He's got toys and comic books and games. He's got everything you would ever nerd out on. So go check him out. The Zone Comic Shop in Louisville, Kentucky. Movie news. Damn. Uh, all right. And with that, we're going to get started with some movie news. How hyped are you for Infinity War, Casey? I've never wanted a movie more than this in my entire life. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, me and uh, uh, Big Sam, the Sam, Sam Wintershine that does the Meatheads on Movie Show with me, he and I were talking, and I think this is the most excited. I was really excited for Civil War, super excited for Ragnarok, but I can't, I, I mean, I almost can't control it. Like, I'm buying up everything Thanos I can see. Uh, I picked up the, uh, uh, for you guys that want to know more about Thanos, 
Um, a great start would be going to your comic book shop this week. And uh, I believe it's called Marvel Collector Series. They're reprinting the first Infinity War and Thanos Rising, which is kind of the origin story of Thanos for 99 cents. So if, if you've never read a Thanos comic book before and you kind of want to know more about the Mad Titan before the movie hits, that would be a really, really cool buy for you. Um, but yeah, I'm, Casey, I agree. I mean, I just, I, I couldn't be more excited for this. And, and you know, we're going to take a trip down speculation town real quick, okay? I know last week I did this and uh, a lot of people were like, oh, oh, oh man, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Um, so, and, and, and trust me, the only thing I came up with was how they could, uh, they could take Cap out and bring Bucky in with this whole, maybe uh, Avengers 4 is going to be full of time travel. Uh, we, we know it is. We know there's going to be, they're not flashback scenes. You mean Avengers forever? <laughs> uh? Maybe. Is that, is that your uh, hot take on the, the untitled that's... movie? That is my hot. That's the hottest take. My that's friend. the hottest take. Named yeah. after Avengers Forever, the old uh, Kurt Busiek, Carlos Pacheco, twelve issue maxi series. Yeah, which is basically Kang versus Immortus with heaps of time traveling alternate universe Avengers caught in the balance. Can't think of a better way to really bring a close to things. Right, and it's you know it's kind of like I, we know there's going to be time travel. We just don't know how much. I mean, they're filming reshooting a lot of scenes. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is, and we talked about this, we talked about Avengers 4 going maybe maybe not so much in time, but it could be another dimension. Okay? Right. We, could be, we could be looking into the multiverse, which we know exists in the comic books. And we've kind of seen it in the MCU with the microverse. Okay, like yeah, shrinking down way too right, far. Right. So, uh, Doctor Strange's crazy kaleidoscope realities. Can you imagine? I mean, there's too it, much. We could we could get down a rabbit hole with it. But oh, yeah. what was great was the Russo brothers just did an interview with a French magazine. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And they said they haven't even talked. Which is this is total bullshit, mind you guys. They haven't even talked about Phase Four yet. Because they've been so busy with Infinity War and Avengers 4. But they were asked what they would like to do in the future. And Joe Russo said they would really like to do a Secret Wars movie. Or something with Secret Wars. And, and this is what was crazy. Anthony Russo goes like this. As soon as he says it, Anthony Russo goes. It was the creepiest... <laughs> giveaway i ever seen it was like dude did you that's a tell in poker you just got a good hand that's a tell so let's say that we're like i said we're in speculation town guys so Avengers let's say secret wars can you imagine but but not but not the 1984 secret wars where it the beyonder like a, takes guys and you know like a, to battle it feels world. like a it feels like a less intense name than Infinity War, though. To oh, that's it true. That's true. And they may not yeah. even call it Secret Wars. It may be, who knows what they may call it. But we do know right. Avengers 4, we do know the title is some type of spoiler. That's the reason they haven't named it yet, because right. it's some type of spoiler. 
I also got another uh, potential spoiler for you, too, I found out today. But back to Secret Wars. I think it's going to be the 2015 Secret Wars right. where you've had the multiverses colliding on each other and being destroyed and all this other stuff. My point being is, what a great time or opportunity to bring in whatever worked in the other studios. Like the old man Logan Deadpool. characters. Deadpool, of course, Deadpool. Uh, you know, whatever worked in the X-Men franchises, you could just pick and choose what you wanted out of those. And you could have some type of, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're getting guys to come help them fight Thanos. Who knows? Who knows what's going on in Phase 4? We know it's going to be cosmic. And what about this, Casey? Since the exiles are back, is there, is there, any, is there any doubt in your mind, especially with the, in the last show I talked about this, these, are, these handbands, that obviously Iron Man and Captain America are wearing in the scenes they shot for Avengers 4 that kind of resembles the talisman from the Exiles. Do you think there's any coincidence that they're uh, bringing that Exiles book back and, and where they're going to go forward in the MCU? Know, it's, a tough, it's a tough call, but like, I don't, I don't think you're wrong because the, the cover for Exiles issue number three is like, it's Peggy Carter as Captain America. Yes, and we know and Haley, is, Haley uh, Atwell has said she's returning to the MCU. She's coming I mean, back. Is it, is it a direct tie-in? Does 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 it mean that we could have it? I mean, I don't know. dude, <laughs> Avengers four. What if? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Right. It's crazy. Man, uh, so I mean, again. All speculation, but I think it'd be a great opportunity to, again, pull out of these studios, out of the Fox studios and that, what worked and what didn't work, and then going forward under the Marvel banner. I think it'd be fantastic. Uh, and just real quickly, you might not want to hear this. Um, I ordered it today, so I was looking at it. Sideshow, Sideshow Collectibles, they do really high-end action figures, right? Well, Captain America, the bearded cap with the Wakandan shield just went up for pre-order. Now, what, what they did was they have a collector's version and a movie promo version. The movie promo versions sell out really, really fast. So as I was ordering it, I looked. I was looking through to see what it comes with. And it comes with a secret, not disclosed yet, weapon. Uh -huh. So I'm like, and. Infinity Gauntlet, maybe? Get out of here, I'm man. I'm just saying. I have no idea. We're in speculation town. You hey, know. it wouldn't be the first time we've seen him wear it. Yes. And if anybody could pull it off. It's Cap. It's Cap. So, I thought that was really cool. So, be looking for Cap to have some type of secret weapon. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. Um, do you already got your ticket, Casey? Oh, you know it. Actually, this is a pretty funny story. I only got it last week. Ooh. But I'm grateful that I live in New York City where there's a million and one theaters. Right. Uh, so I get to go see it Friday. I wanted to see it Thursday. Right. But circumstances being what they are, Friday evening. Yeah, I, I, was, I wanted to go uh, Thursday night, but that's typically when I try to go. But it, uh, I work, so I couldn't get tickets. So I got tickets for Friday at 10 a.m., 
Uh, me and Big Sam are going to see it. And for all you guys that have been clamoring for Meatheads on Movies to come back, you're getting your wish. Uh, we're going to try to do a show immediately after the viewing. I think we're going to go somewhere and grab a bite to eat. And then, because uh, the, the dude's 270. I mean, he eats like every, every 22 minutes. So uh, we're going we're gonna to sit down, have a bite to eat, and then we're going to talk about what we've seen. Uh, now, we typically don't do a show after we've only seen a viewing one time, but I think Infinity War grants that. Uh, we're just going to waive that viewing it twice bullshit because yeah. uh, we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about, I guarantee it. Uh, you ready to start the comics, Casey? Man, hit it. Comic Book Reviews. All right. Uh, well, I'll, you're the you're the guest, so I'm gonna let you go first. What would you like to review? Would you, since we were talking about the exiles, you want to do the exiles? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Uh, let's 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 transition right into that. Fired up. Whoop. Okay. Hopefully that worked out perfectly on screen. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you did fine. So a little background about exiles. Uh, this book started in, want to say 2001, and lasted until, you know a consistent run of issues until about 2009 it is far and away you've heard it before you'll hear me say it again until the end of time my favorite comic book ever published the very nature of it is like sliders meets the x-men six mutants from a different from all kinds of different realities where their histories are different the people they know are different everything's different come together and they have to save broken realities from being destroyed it's what if, you know, but with a rotating cast of characters that, you know, stick through the book and you can follow their developments as they go through world after world after world, where one where Professor X is a bad guy and Magneto's a good guy, and another one where the Age of Apocalypse persisted, or one where Hyperion has taken over the entire world oh, and turned it into a, a world one. of ash. Listen, you want to do... If you want to do exclusive Patreon episodes with me where we just talk about whole hundred issue runs of books, we're doing Invincible and we're doing Exiles, you know? But the book had a lot of charm, and it had a very dedicated fan base, myself included, for a long time. But the last couple of iterations have not been so popular. Chris Claremont kind of drove the book into the ground when he got it. New Exiles was not very good. Jeff Parker did a run on Exiles that only lasted six issues before it got canceled, and it was really promising, but, you know, when a book gets canceled, man, that's all she wrote. Right. He he ended up reusing a lot of the, the same ideas, you know, for a cool alternate realities uh, in his run on Dark Avengers, which spun out of Thunderbolts. Like, he had, like, a cool Judge Dredd-style world where Luke Cage was Judge Dredd, and that was kind of neat. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but... This new book, uh, it's by Saladin Ahmed, and the artist is... It's right on the cover. Oh, my God. I'm failing. Um, uh, hell. Javier Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure he did uh, some work on She-Hulk that I, I really liked with Charles Soule. Um, but the plot of this is The Unseen, which is Nick Fury in the role of the Watcher, is has found that something is devouring the new multiverse one earth at a time and he needs experienced heroes who have been, who have you know been there done that seen it fixed it to get back on the stick and stop the time eater so naturally he picks 
fan favorite character Blink. Yeah. Gives her a new talus and sets her to start assembling the team that's going to help her save reality. Same concept. Good start. Uh, she kind of jumps in with both feet and she ends up in a reality where it's sort of post-apocalyptic, a little scary, this Inhumans versus Mutant War, and she finds an older, you know, late 40s, 50s Kamala Khan Miss Marvel, who is a dead ringer for Sarah Connor from Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and reality collapses while they're there. They jump to another one, and they find a version of Iron Lad from the Young Avengers that uh, never became an, uh, a hero. He just took the armor from Kang and started getting revenge on the bullies that picked on him when he was a kid. Yeah, did you did you did you uh, think that like this dude like he's he's waxing people? Yeah, yeah, like he's not just like oh you're going to jail. It's like I'm vaporizing your ass. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little scary. I you know <laughs> he's sixteen, this, which is even he's scarier. Si- he's sixteen and he's got the most hot, like high powered suit of armor that exists for <laughs> another thousand right. years. Right. Um, but that's actually all the team that we get to see advertised right. on the cover. We get um Valkyrie a version a version of Valkyrie that's based on the Thor Ragnarok version, right. as you can see, and uh, a Wolverine that's kind of like a Mojo verse. Sort of um, little X Men. What are they called? X Babies. It's like an X Babies yeah. version of Wolverine. Um, I I don't know how you, I want to know how you felt about this because I got a couple of words to say other than a quick summary of what happens. Yeah. Um. It was. Uh, it was. Uh. I was a. I was a big fan like you. Yeah. I was a big fan like you of the old X X uh, Exile series, especially the high the King Hyperion stuff. Oof. I loved it, uh, which I'm a big Hyperion fan anyway. But uh, yeah, you know, I did. I the 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 Khan character, the the Miss Miss Marvel character, was a little weird to me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. It's like, why are you? Don't call me Miss Marvel, and yet you're wearing yeah your uniform. Yeah, you, she's wearing the Thunderbolt. Yeah, right. It, it, yeah, that I thought that was strange. Uh, and I tell you what was weird to me was uh blink like now you tell me because you you were a bigger fan than i was do you think blink did she do you think that she she acted like she did in the original series because no i don't remember her being that way she it doesn't really sound like blink okay but ahmed is trying to do i don't want to say a new take on the character sure, sure. but he's definitely trying to give her more background than than she used to right okay you know, and I. It wasn't just as, me then. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> n- no, like because you, a lot of people really need to know where Blink comes from. She right. comes from Age of Apocalypse. She grew up in one of Mister Sinister's like pens. Right. Imagine if you're a child mutant, you're subjected to science experiments by this mad genius, and you're basically locked in a cage, like the modern equivalent of solitary confinement, up until you're about sixteen. And the real, like, first good human contact that you have is Sabretooth. <laughs> That's a great point. Like, you, yeah. And a whole thing, and, you know, you remember this from the original run of Exiles, Age of Apocalypse is such an ass-backwards, like, fucked-up reality that she doesn't know anybody who comes along. She doesn't know the Fantastic 
She doesn't know the Fantastic Four. She doesn't know who the Avengers are. She doesn't know who half the bad guys they face are. She has no concept of Doctor Doom. Everything is so, like, new and strange to her. Mm-hmm. But she's like a trained warrior from birth. Like, right. conflict is all she's really ever known. Even yeah. as an exile. I mean, it was it, everything was life or death. The stakes have always been huge. So seeing her, like, sitting down, rekindling with what I assume is the main universe version of her family. Yes. Um, a little odd. Yes. And then, and then when like the, she feels the talisman activate. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well I gotta go. Uh, like this is important. Doing this again. I gotta go. And then like the next scene, she's all pissed off because like she had a, she had to cancel her dinner. Right. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That didn't, I don't know. There was some things that just didn't flow well for me, but the exiles for me and, and, and maybe for you also. Is always kind of been about that team dynamic. Yes. So when we get maybe this ex baby Wolverine, which I'm really curious to see what the fuck that is. Yeah. And uh, the Valkyrie, uh, which I was a big fan of her in the movie. So we'll, yep. so we'll, we'll, well, I mean, we'll see how it works out. I mean, it is the first issue. It could have yeah. went better for me. Um, but it needed it. It was all set up, and I get it. But the charm of the the first book. Which I think was a, it really felt like a recurring theme was you just jump in with both feet. Right. That issue starts with six people falling into a desert and having no idea what's going on. Right, right. And then they just explain it out of the gate. Right. Like this almost starts with that and it should have just been the unseen picking six people, slapping Blink with the talus and saying, you need to stop this time eater thing. Right. Go to this timeline and, and, and make it right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because so much, also, you know, Blink just, I can understand Blink jumping into action, but she's been misled by the sort of powers that be behind the talus almost her entire career as an exile. Right. I feel like her just taking this, like, at face value is a little, I don't know, that's that's what made it not feel like Blink to me, is right. that she's she doesn't appear suspicious at all to what's going on. Right. We but score. I would, uh, I'm going to give this a, a 6 out of 10. That's what I gave it. I set the bar way too high for this. Yeah, I mean, I, I have very, I have very high expectations of Ahmed because his his Black Bolt run is is great. If you haven't checked it out, him and Christian Ward did twelve solid issues of. I probably would never have picked it up if if I wasn't getting good reviews. He also has a creator owned book called Abbott, which is very good. Um, not superheroes, uh, sort of hard boiled detective type stuff. It takes place in the seventies. Very cool. Um. But I had the bar set very high for this, and it it wasn't enough. It needed maybe uh, a double sized first issue or something. It it I just I needed more, and I, it's a lot to wait a whole week or a whole month right to to see how it develops. But I'm still on board. I'm a ride or die exile forever, you know. Right. Um. But you know, we'll see next month. Maybe a, they'll turn I, it around. I give it three issues. That's kind of my my thing. Yeah. Is I give That's it three fair. issues and. It better it better grab me in that third one or it will get taken off the pull list. I'm with you. But you know what? Good good art. I really, really dig the art on this one. The coloring is a little flat, but I like the style and I, I really like how they do the, the panel breakdowns when they jump reality and they do flashbacks and stuff. It's it's a it's a good looking book. Yeah, it is. So if if nothing else, I, I recommend you check it out for that. All right. All your right. pick. What's next? All right. We're gonna do Thanos. 
All right. On this huge Thanos kick, so we're just going to keep it on going with his ongoing. It is Thanos number 18. Yes. By Donnie Coates and Joff Shaw's The Artist, which I was not really, I, I didn't know what Joff Shaw had ever done. Yeah. Um, and Danny, and Danny Kate, I'm sorry, Danny Cates. Um, Donnie Cates. <laughs> I, both of them are kind of newcomers for me. And uh, they're great. They're fantastic. This run on Thanos yeah. has been awesome. I love Shaw's art. Uh, it really, this this type of cosmic beatdown book is what I'm going to call it. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. The whole series has just been a ton of fun. Uh, just really quick, Thanos on the right, of course, this older Thanos. And uh, it's good to see that male pattern baldness even affects Titans. That's, <laughs> that makes me feel a hell of a well, lot better. Well, the funny thing is now we find out that Thanos isn't, he doesn't, he, he must shave his head. Yeah, he shaves his head. Yeah. It's oh, unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, all bad, all bad dudes shave their heads, man. Uh, yeah. uh, Jason Jones says, uh, Kate's makes a Doctor Strange cool again, too. Okay, great. Because I know my man Jason Aaron was on that book, and I stopped reading it after Aaron, after Aaron came off of it. So it's good to know that Kate's is uh, just kind of doing it everywhere, really. Uh, so old Thanos institutes the time gym and or some ability. Shit, I can't even remember now. It wasn't the time stone. Oh, it was. Uh, it's the like time a broken, stone is broken. It's a broken shard of the time yes. stone. Yes, and he pulls this Thanos, a younger Thanos, in with him to what we thought was to thwart the Black Silver Surfer, uh, which was carrying Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, uh, and he was coming after Thanos. Uh, really cool that that happened earlier in the series, but now in this issue we find out that's really not what he was doing. Um, and of course, for those of you who don't know, Thanos is enamored with death, like not actually dying, but the the physical embodiment of death. Like you see and her. Usually, she's a sexy skeleton lady. Yeah, or a, rather, a sexy lady in a purple robe with a skeleton face. Right. Because she's got a totally sweet ride. I love. Let's I, be real. Yes, she does. Yeah, for a skeleton, she's got, like, she's rocking double Ds under there. So, yeah, big time. Yeah, that's, but I really like this iteration of her. Like, she's I think cute. She looks, she's adorable. She's, <laughs> she, she's like, she's not, like, as adorable as, like, the Neil Gaiman death. No. But she's pretty close. She's, she's really close. And she's got this kind of, like, anime look to her. With her rounded yeah. eyes, and she's Asian looking. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. And then she's got like these, uh, like I don't know if it's makeup or like face tats on her chin and cheeks. Looks really cute. But older Thanos has brought younger Thanos to basically end him, because uh, really nobody can do it. And Thanos is not going to take his own life, so he's got to he's got to do it in battle. So this, uh, I think you have a, a shot, Casey, of the beatdown. Oh, the the double pager. <laughs> I mean this this whole book is a out. throwdown. Oh my god! This, I mean, they. Or sorry, oh my titans. <laughs> they get it on. Yeah, look, look. I mean, this is just this double spread. I mean, this is just two pages. Uh, yeah. There's more than that. As you can see down here, Thanos breaks old Thanos's arm. I mean, they're just trading blows. I mean, look how, I mean, it's not Ryan Otley, but this is some good ass art as far as action shots go. When the, for me, 
and and my buddy Gil will always stand by this because one of his favorite artists of all time is Ed McGinnis. Uh huh. The mark of a good comic book artist is their ability to draw big dudes. Ah, yeah. 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 Well, he this guy this guy's got it. <laughs> I mean, he's he, got it. He's got it. I mean, especially like just the anatomy, like where the tricep is and the shoulder and how the the trapezius goes into the erectors in the back there. I mean. This dude, he he knows his anatomy. So, and then blood. I mean, we just need purple blood. I mean, it's it's yeah. awesome. So, this is a big beat down. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show them uh, what death looks like. Yes, quick. please do. Just pop in a little cutie death. Yeah, Gigg- a little cutie giggling, death. giggling at the idea of these two Thanosai killing each other for her <laughs> for her hand. Yeah, there oh, she is. We didn't say it. She's dressed for what appears to be a wedding. Yes. Yes, and even at the end of this battle, old Thanos looks at her and goes, you're not here for a wedding. Yeah. She's dressed for a funeral. So, but young Thanos, and this is where this, is where this book has, is going to have ramifications throughout the, the rest of the, the Marvel comic universe. He's like, I'm not killing you. Um... And he he realizes because he because he begs for his life he begs for his life and Thanos would never do that so basically Kings do not beg right and he's like you know I'm gonna make sure you never happen so he takes the broken time sliver or the time the time stone and he goes back in time to make sure he never happens and then. He looks, uh, old Thanos looks at death and death has this look on her face and she's like, he's like, what happened? What did Thanos do? And then old Thanos fades away. And then there's like a black bar with just death standing there. And this is the first time I think I've ever heard death speak. She says he won. Uh, Yeah. So. I'm not sure really what that means, but in the letter page where there's usually letters, uh, Donnie Cates writes this huge letter about how people thought this book got canceled. It did not get canceled. He just finished the story, but he said, be on the lookout for Thanos annual number one. That's coming very soon. And if I were you, I would pay a lot of attention to infinity countdown. So what happened here, what Thanos learned from old Thanos and how he's seen himself. You know how they say one man should never know too much about another man's future or your own future? This is, this is probably why. But now Thanos has went back in time and he's changed some things. So uh, it's going to have big, big ramifications. This has been a great series. Uh, this was a, I, I mean, I love brawl books. And, ass kicking after ass oh my kicking. God. Yeah. On just, a cosmic scale. <laughs> yes. I mean, if purple if, if blood, super, dude, he's yeah. breaking arms. I mean, it just doesn't get any better than that. Uh, I give it a big eight, 8.5. I'm giving this a, I'm giving this a nine out of 10. Are you giving it a nine? There's nothing. Look, I, I don't want to say no comic book is perfect. Right. But as as far as a conclusion to the story goes, an issue that stands on its own, how it reads, how it looks, I can't really find any major flaws. Okay. It's got me wanting more, and it's really got me wanting to see what Thanos does in other books to not become this future yes. like maestro Thanos. I agree. 
it's so you know it's got it all it's got great stuff on its own great stuff in terms of a full story and and what's coming next i'm on board cates has sold me on whatever he's pitching yeah oh oh for sure and like he's sold me on him like this was a ton of fun and it's to me this book is is kind of what comic books as a whole for the last few years if i'm honest is what they've been lacking it's fun yeah it's fun without being campy without being goofy it was kick-ass fun yeah with like the- this like it's it's fun and not funny like the the content right. of this story is very serious oh yes very it's like it's it's i would go so far as to say grave really. right right even, yeah. even though it takes place in an alternate timeline but like it's it's a, an enjoyable read like would you say that this is your top of the stack or, or pick of the week for this week yeah yes absolutely right yes it's the blazing defender report Pick of the week. Yes, absolutely, my pick of the week. Uh, the I mean, and, and and you know, people forget Jeff Lamar started the first the the first run of this series and it was, from issue one. And it was still good, which was fantastic. Did you read that case? Yeah, every every run of Thanos that there's been has been very good. Whether it was Starlin writing Thanos, which is just mm-hmm. like that's definitive. Like guy gets oh, yeah. superpowers takes over take literally takes on everyone that the marvel universe can throw at him doesn't matter what right. story it's in that starlin's writing that's his thanos um right. giffen did a story where he kind of like tries to redeem himself in the eyes of the universe which is basically impossible but he tries to do it anyway yep you know that was and then and then you have aaron's uh origin story yeah uh thanos rising which was great there's no there's no Thanos. there's no book with thanos in it that is bad uh, yeah, he, I agree. He's a character that that I elevates what's what yes. he's in because of the stakes, because of his own character. If you're not and, a fan know, of this guy, what are you doing? Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, I think that's another reason I'm so excited for Infinity War because you get one of the maybe one of the best Marvel villains uh, that I never thought we would see on a big screen right. uh, coming to town, and we finally get to see what you know what he does. So it's it's going to be fantastic. But yeah. Pick up this series. Uh, I would give Cates' run a nine, the whole series, like the whole run a nine. Yeah. Lemire's was great. I'd probably give it an eight, five, but this has definitely been a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, you guys need to check it out. Oh, and, so, uh, and if you like that, take a look on your screen. He's doing a Cosmic Ghost Rider spinoff book. If you really liked his take on the Frank Castle turned Ghost Rider turned Herald of Galactus. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that. Because we were talking about this before the show, and uh, I was like, what? Yeah, you didn't even hear about it. No, I didn't even hear about it. This yeah. is breaking news. Look at this. <laughs> breaking news on the, on, the, on the Blazing Defender. What more could you <laughs> want out of this it. program? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with this Dylan uh, Burnett. I'm not either, is, but uh, if he did the art on the cover, man, I'm sold. Yeah, yeah that's what I'll say. If he did the cover art, it looks fucking good yeah yeah and that's another thing what you know i see some people in the chat they're like uh yeah frank castle actually ended up becoming the ghost rider who ended up becoming the new herald of galactus basically thousands of years later because the ghost rider doesn't die of course after the earth was dead there was nobody to even avenge so he made a deal with galactus and he said hey uh you give me some of that power cosmic stuff and I'll let you eat the earth. Yeah. And Galactus was like, yeah, deal. Yeah. 
He's not going to turn just, down a free meal. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and another, on another side note, we need to move on, yeah, but yeah. I could talk about this book all day. Oh, man. Uh, Donnie, Co- Don, or sorry, Donnie Cates, he pitched this to Marvel. When they come to him and said, we want you to do a Thanos book, when he pitched this, uh, I'm going to kill Galactus. Uh, it's going to be an old Thanos and a young Thanos. Frank Castle's going to be the Ghost Rider. He goes, I knew they were going to laugh at me. And then they said, hey, man, sounds good. Run with it. And he was like, holy shit, they bought that. I can't believe they're paying me money to write this. And that's exactly what he said. Like, this is the best job he's ever had. So it looks like he's going to continue it. So I'm super stoked for this cosmic ghost rider. I cannot wait. Yeah, man. I'm seeing seeing him and a Deadpool team up really, really soon. Oh, man. Would that not be great? Two unkillable. We've got one, one who's unkillable and one who's immortal. Going at each other. I'd love it. I'd, yeah. I'd eat it up. I'd eat it up. Eat it yeah. Up. Just give me that every month. I don't even give a shit. It doesn't have to be a story. Just give me them two just battering each other. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for us next, Case? Uh, you want to stick with Marvel or you want to take a break? Yeah. We take right. a, yeah, we take a break. All right. Let's, uh, how about Deadly Class from Image? Let's do it. It's back after a break. Uh, well, last month, before last month was the break, but it felt like forever since we were getting new Deadly Class. For me, anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the latest arc it's it's following a lot of the fallout with Marcus, um, and his his lady being alive. Saya has been kidnapped by her family. Um, it's some pretty pretty rough stuff. You know. Uh, the rest of the gang is still, I mean, it, oh God, what, I don't know how to just jump somebody in on this. Cause it's issue 33 I know. of a series where there's just so, so many interpersonal relationships between people. It really, it really is tough. Uh, this is a, I mean, this is, I mean, this is one, one of my best books of 2017, the- I mean, it's just and sixteen fan, and fifteen and sixteen and whenever it came whenever out, it started. It's been solid. Uh, now, if you look up here in the corner, it says thirty. You know, this is obviously issue thirty-three, uh, part two of this love like blood, love like blood. But it says nineteen eighty-eight. This is a like a it's it's like a period piece. Yeah. I mean, all this is set back in the eighties. They have eighties music, which really is kind of a character, like a supporting character in this book, which is really cool. Uh, I love Rick Remender. And it's weird to have so many characters and he makes you like every one of them. And if you don't like them, you love to hate them. Yeah. And that was what was great about this book is you have Marcus and... um, Maya. No, the the Russian, the fight. Oh, oh, Victor. Victor. You've got Marcus and Victor who were brawling like motherfuckers the last issue. They're still kicking ass. And if if it wasn't for Thanos being my pick of the week, it probably would have been this. Gotta love a good fight scene. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like five pages, six pages of them just kicking each other in the nuts, trying to drown each other, choking each other. Uh, whereas last issue, they kind of teamed up to survive. They still want to kill each other. So, and then you've got, you know, the, the story with Saya and her brother. Her brother feels like he's been upstaged by Saya, so he's kidnapped her, wants to kill her, um, kind of kills his own mother in this issue. Oh, right? my God. Yeah. 
that was a sh- I was like, oh my God. And like size losing her mind. Um, so you've got that going on. You've got Helmut who took a, a bullet shot last issue. Kept on fighting um, like the barbarian he is. Oh my God, dude. I, dude, he's like, he's my favorite character. Yeah, of course. And he's not even really in this one a lot because he's shot and they're just trying to get out because the Yakuza is trying to kill them all. Yeah. Um, it's, things are really coming to a head in this storyline. Like, yeah. And then what about what? How do you pronounce her name? Zazi? Yeah. The, well, the, I don't know. I, I wouldn't take a guess, but it's the, it's the big girl from, from Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and we find out her backstory because she's kind of been like a little passive, but she can kick ass when she needs to. Yeah, she's definitely not a person fu- to fuck with. Oh my god! Yeah, well, when you get her story with her parents, yeah, you're like, holy shit, this bitch is Just nuts. Evil, evil, and she's evil, to lose be, her evil shit. begets evil. Yes. with a hammer to the back of the head. Oh my god, so good! Such yeah. a such a good a good. Book, I love man. a I love a good trope where it's uh. It's a, a like a religious character, and they're like, "I've got the devil in me." It's like it's very daredevil, but she's just like, yes. "No, like I'm I'm literally like consumed by my by this violence." Yeah. It's, oh, and oh, it's what exactly uh, three three pages of of establishing her in this issue. It's not oh, much, yeah. but yeah. it's it's a lot like to hit you with, like a hammer. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's Remender, man. I mean, just. I love Remender. I mean, he just he he doesn't write a bad book yeah. to me. Um, he never has, also, and he just also he gets it. And they're gonna not, he doesn't shy gonna, away from violence or what's that? No, they're gonna they're gonna kill our favorite girl from the Dixie Mob at the end of this issue. Oh, I know. Oh, um, man. I don't know. I don't know if they will. Um, well, Sazi was like, "Let her die." Yeah, let her die. <laughs> Yeah, so I yeah, I'm curious to see what happens. I you know, the this group has already made it further than a lot of Remenders um characters do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what 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 did you think? What are you gonna score it? I'm giving I'm giving this book an eight uh an eight out of ten. Yeah. Okay. It's quality quality book. Only the second issue in an arc, but it's 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 continuing to ramp up. Oh yeah, which is great. oh yeah, this you know, one really ramped up. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I know that they they have the gaps in the in the publication. You know, like they take a couple of months off so that um, Wes Craig can can catch up. You know, and make yeah. sure that this book is like polished and ready to go. Oh, it's quality. Story. This book is quality. But like, it's it's like you just get this like tease once you know it's back. It's like, oh my god! Like I've waited six months for this. It's like a new season of a show. You know, and I'm and I'm jazzed to read it every month. Um, but the 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 backstory for for the main character in this super super good. The fight scene, top notch. Although even it's just there's just so much that's crammed into this. Twenty four yeah, pages. Really that's all you get. But there's so much. <laughs> I know it's like you really feel like you get your money's worth. Absolutely. What uh? And I've what is always three ninety nine. Always felt like it with Deadly Class. That's really just one of my favorite books. Yeah. I've never let down by it. No. Which, if you want to segue into our next book, oh yeah, I kind of uh, feel the same way about this book too. Uh, Darth Vader. Darth Vader coming Vader at you 14. from the ocean. Yeah, this is like a Jaws cover. It's like <laughs> as soon as I seen this, I'm like, 
Da 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 I mean, like this is this is pretty bad. Whenever they do Vader with red eyes, like whether it's in like A New Hope, where you see it a couple of times, like it's always very striking. You know, yes. if it's a reflection of his lightsaber, like you name it. But uh, uh, summary for this one, real quick. Uh, there are Imperial defectors slash traitors on the Mon Calamari planet, which is home of Admiral Akbar and Admiral Radis that you may have seen in, you know, other Star Wars films and Rogue One. And Vader is there with uh, the Sith brothers and sisters, or the, the <laughs> not Inquisitors. Are they? It's the yeah, gr- they're Inquisitors. Yeah, yes. they're Inquisitors. Sorry, I'm I'm like I'm not operating on full cylinders today because this issue was still pretty dope. Um, oh yeah, but it's also uh, the planet is basically sort of, kind of sort of under occupation by uh, Tarkin, who I am so glad is in the story too. Yeah, yeah, and there's a secret Jedi on the planet who knows the identity of Darth Vader. Dun, dun, yeah, he dun. knows him well. Like, he knows everything that we know about Vader. He knows about him killing the younglings. He knows he knows everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's Master Var, which I, we, I did a little research because I I'd never heard of him. Me neither. And uh, he's new. He is new. So, uh, but they're saying that... He could have been one of the Jedi when Mace Windu went to capture Palpatine. Yeah, he well, one of them looks like that guy. Yeah, he's got like he's got the busted horn. But I thought that was Barris Barris No, Barris uh, Ophi is the she's the I think she's the one who bombed the temple. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, for, right. I forget his name, but no, he that guy is definitely dead. He's just got to be another guy of the same species. Yeah, he's just got to be another guy. Um, Why are you saying all yeah. foreign aliens look the same, Travis? What's going on in this? Show? Yes, <laughs> I'm a little xenophobic. I ain't afraid to admit it. A little xenophobic, <laughs> just like the Empire. Um, but you know what's cool is is this. Uh, obviously, a lot of the Jedi when Order sixty six went in effect. From this, we know where they went because. Uh, this master bar he's got like six has, of them. yeah, he's, he's got, got he's yeah, got a little six. club. He's got his own little Jedi Jedi. He's got his own little Jedi Academy going on, right? Yeah. Um, but it was really cool because he he's not even really like you know his his Padawans or I don't know if they're Jedi or not. I assume they're Padawans. They're like we can kill him and take re- you know get revenge for our brothers, and he's like, um, uh, well we. He's the most. De- he even says it. He says it right here. Uh, he's as he's literally as that would the be, greatest. <laughs> right. Vader is the most dangerous man alive, and his inquisitors are nearly as bad. I've got another plan. Yeah. And Casey, go ahead. <laughs> so they they end up, uh, you know, reconvening with the king of the planet, and he's like, "What do you need to do?" And he's like. Let's flood this bitch. And they get these giant space whales to just like body slam right near the capital city. And this huge tidal wave comes. And Vader and the brothers and sisters are like, holy shit. Holy and shit. They, they all try and stop it at once. And it's not enough. Yeah. 
And Tarkin's it, like, it, what the hell is going on down there? It's like, and it's cool because uh, you know Vader's like he. You could tell he's like he's straining. Yeah, like he's straining to keep the force field up. And it is not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. And we see the last we see of him drifting down unconscious into the depths of the planet. Yeah. So, so now, how how is he going to get out of this one? Yeah, right. You'll have exactly. to stay tuned for the ever ongoing adventures of Darth Vader in his own comic <laughs> book, which is an amazing thing to say out loud. It it is. It really is. It's amazing to read. I mean, it's just so good. Again, every week. And you know, I've said this on this show a thousand times. Everything that we see in these comics, they're they're game. They're game to be in a movie someday. You know, I'm not saying they will be. But the the material is there. Give if they that. ever want to do a Darth Vader solo movie, and it would be from this time period, the Purge. From where? What's that? It's there. It's it's during the Purge, man. Those those years where yeah. he's still hunting down Jedi. Yeah, yeah, and and like still still trying to gain favor with uh, Palpatine. Right. You know, because like. Palpatine's still kind of putting him through the paces. Like, yeah, he's my number two, but I could get a new number two if I wanted it. You know what I mean? And like, they're, you know, he's he's putting him through a bunch of tests at this point, uh, which I think would be really great, really, really great to see. Um, it, yeah, and uh, Jason Jones said, let's see some a- animated films. Uh, we could do some animated films. They could have a cartoon, Ooh. like, you know, so good with like the the Star Wars Rebels and shit like that. So that would be a, a fantastic idea. Uh, will you give Vader, Case? Uh, I'm going to give this one... I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. It's pretty good. Uh, some stuff happens, but there's also... Nobody whips out a lightsaber. And I got to tell you, that's what gets me to show up to this. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know what yeah. I mean? I give it a 7 as well, yeah. Yeah. Solid book. Yeah. Um, Still just as good, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it, it never lets you down. Um, and the the art is something that I've I've not really taken issue with. But uh, it's the Kamikoli, same issue we I have every month. It's too round. It's too round. He does Vader's armor too round. But everything else is it just looks so good. Like the Inquisitors, uh, ninth brother and tenth sister or whatever whatever they're called. I gotta get some uh, clarification on where the fuck these names came from. Oh, um, God. because it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. But other than that, it's, 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 it's a quality book every, every week. Charles souls. Fantastic. As always. Uh, you want to do the big one next? Uh, is Avengers the big one? <laughs> uh, I was thinking, what do we still have in here? I was. Thinking oh Cap. yeah. Oh my God. Cap. Of course. <laughs> Cap 700. Cap Ta-da. 700. Man, what a what a heart heart wrenching issue this was. Yeah. If you guys have ever wanted to see Captain America literally push to the limits of his ability, yeah, this is it. Um, are yeah, you? Yeah, I, ne- I need War- to. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, if you're, are you a fan of war comics? You know, do you like politics in your comic books, fictional or otherwise? This book has got it all. It's got action, real stakes, people trying to make a difference, big ham-fisted speeches. Like, it's 
undeniably a Captain America comic book. Yeah, I have to say, just for full transparency, I've been uh, not totally last in couple... love with the future story. Yeah, the the man the man out of time storyline. I really haven't liked. I really didn't like the last issue at all. Yeah, uh, seven hundred. I was like, oh god, man. I really, I really hope Wade can pull this together and just give me something that I don't have to love it. I just really want to like it. With being a milestone issue and everything, it was just important. Yeah, and uh, he did that, and for all the Thank reasons goodness. Casey just, yeah, oh yeah, right. Uh, it, it, for all the reasons Casey just gave you, because uh, you know, like I, uh, I'm involved in politics to a certain extent here, so there's things that I get really upset about, and I mean, there's politics in this, and and you know, Dimension Z, the Dimension Z storyline that cap was in a little similar uh, to you, this. You know, I was just thinking, yes. And that, that was, I, I, I said that on one of my shows when this story arc started, I was kind of like, ah, have we done this before? Just a couple of years ago. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, granted different, but not. Um, so that's the reason I was really kind of disenfranchised with this whole story arc to begin with, but I'm like, that's cool. I'll keep an open mind. Just give me something different. They really didn't. Um, but what they did do, I feel like they really hit what you just said as far as Cap being pushed to the limit. And it was very realistic uh, as far as like fighting a war from all these different fronts and the morale getting low. And then, you know, like you said, Cap would give a speech and amp everybody up. And then something would happen that was kind of out of Cap's control. And I really like the scene where they're um, they're farming. Did you did you, oh, you notice that the, case? What the montage of of him like day one hundred two, day one fifty two. Yes. Yeah. Let me put that yeah. one up for the people for the for the home listeners. Yeah, because uh, I mean that's that's realistic. It ain't just about uh, going out and kicking somebody's ass. It's like you need resources, and they didn't have them. Right. So they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put a uh, footnote right here and. We're going to have to get some resources. We're going to have to rebuild some infrastructure. It was very, very realistic, I thought. Yeah. Um, it also how, shows like a, It also it shows Cap that he's not just a leader. He's a, he's a man on the front lines. Even if it's not right. combat, you know, he's, he's rebuilding buildings. He's, you know, he may still be punching people, but he's working that till to, to get the yes. farming going. You know? Yeah, that's up there for you now. Um, and then um, if you want to show him which I thought was the turning point of the whole issue was, uh, we don't have page numbers anymore. The explosion? Yes. Okay. So right, right after this cap is, you know, he's in a good mood. He's like, you know what? It's been, it's been over, you know, almost a year. We're really making some changes. Uh, you know, what's, you know, they're like, but we're still having some problems. What's next. And then boom, nuclear blast. Everything he's worked for up until now being trapped in this timeline. Your gone. your home, right, Case? It was your home. Yeah, New York. It's gone. <laughs> gone. Oh man. Well, I mean, listen, living in New York, I can't tell you how many times I've seen it blown up in fiction. Like, forget about it. All <laughs> right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm sure I'm yeah. pretty sure you're uh... G- Give me a give me a movie where somebody actually t- gives gives enough of a shit about Kentucky. To just drop a whole <laughs> nuke on it. 
Well, hey, if it, if it meant uh, stopping they're not you nuking from, us, from we got too good of fried chicken, man. They don't, they want to keep oh. that around. Oh yeah, in the post-apocalyptic wasteland, all we have is Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> hey, we'll still fry shit. We'll fry rat, possum. We'll fry whatever. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but yeah, this was a this was a great this uh, the image uh, I, I'm just now seeing it on the screen. It's just a I mean, in Cap's face, I mean, it it really kind of broke him. Uh, uh, completely. The next page, he yeah. says nothing. He walks into the room, and he's just like, okay, that's it. Send me back in the time machine. And, I can't, and, and I can't we do this anymore. I don't, I don't think we mentioned it before, but Banner has come up with a, a weapon that has enough blast to send Cat back in time to where he can keep, um, oh, crap. What are, what are, I forget what they were called. The group. Oh, oh Rampart? That, um, Rampart. The rampart, yes, thank you. Yeah, uh, to keep the rampart from you know freezing him in ice and all this happening. So, um, and he says no. He said, "I'm not doing that because it's a, you know." And I, th- what did he say? Hope isn't a plan. Yeah. And Banner's like, uh, that's, "That's the, the most least Captain, Captain America, America thing, thing I've ever, I've ever heard." But Cap's like, it, he's being very realistic about this. He's like, "This is my home. This is where I'm at." We got him on the run. We're gonna do. I'm. I'm staying here to protect protect this country. Yeah, he had a and, he had a and, very interesting speech about it, where he's like, whether this timeline exists or not, if you throw me back and it suddenly doesn't exist anymore, it's like I still have to make a difference because right. I'm here now and it feels real. You know, because right, there's no yeah, guarantee exactly. that he'll yeah. ever go back. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still yeah, it's, it's still it's, kind it's, of a miracle that he does. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because when ba- well, when, when Cap's finally broken and he just, he tells Banner, Hey, uh, yeah, we're doing your plan. Um, and they were like, you're sure. He's like, yeah, we've, I, I, I it's either give up or do the plan. And I don't know how to give up. So they shoot him back in time and Banner said you should be about a week before the event. Well, he shows up about two minutes before the event. Yeah. Which is, you know, of course. And he's know, like, he's cat. like a week. All right. Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in, I, in oh, he, oh, he makes the point. He goes, man, I wish Banner was smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. And then, uh, you know. Probably the best throwback to his origin in joining the Avengers, right? What, with the rocket? He has to stop a, a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Like a, 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 a big a, missile. A, and it's, uh, yeah, and Casey, if you will, will you, I mean, show right before the big explosion on the boat, show the page to the left of that at, at 15 seconds, 10 seconds, and 5 seconds. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Because this is fantastic artwork, and it, I mean, it's Cat, man, and he's, he's going to get the job done like he always did, and I thought it was very neat how they kind of tied his origin into this ending for him. Yeah, there it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so so right before this, it was... He's literally being burned alive after jumping onto this rocket because, you yeah, know... he's still he climbing. To, as he catches it right burned. at the bottom as it's taken off. Yeah. He's, I don't know how to stop. I never did. Hope is not a plan. But you sure as hell can't win without it. <laughs> that was his last words. Yeah, he literally gives his life to stop this missile from going off and kickstarting that horrible future that he failed to save. Um, in the process, unfreezing himself 
so that it the events never occurred. Yeah, really. Is, yeah, I love this. I love yeah, this page, yeah. man. This Normally, so I, I'll tell you, I hate stories that where they do something really cool and then they they travel back in time and undo it. But it all feels very real because when Cap breaks out of the ice, he's it's like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, you know his yeah his letter to Peggy kind of even like even lends to that. We know that Cap really doesn't know what happened to that ship, why it blew up. He has no yeah. idea. But now I'll tell you what I didn't like. Um, when Lang, who was, what's that? Oh no, no, go ahead. Well, when 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 Lang tells him, like right before he's he's sent back in time, hey, look you know, up. and him and Lang have really gotten close. Um, he she says, look me up sometime. And then at the end, of course, this you know the present version Cap has no idea who Lang is. He's he's never met her. And then when they go right. to the post office to mail the letter, Lang is the the postal worker right. that he gives right. the letter to. And it was kind of like, I wish they hadn't have done that. Really? I wish, really? yeah. I Because it, it felt forced. It felt forced like, oh, shit, we better make sure he sees Lang because she said that. Yeah. I would have rather him not have seen her and have her show up somewhere down the line. Okay. Now, now, and let me ask you this. I think it's a nice touch, though. How I, old do you think she is there? She existed. Well, no, no. I mean, I know she existed, but, I, I mean, how much, so we're, well, I, and I guess they established that, too, in the first, in the first part. I mean, it was like 2028 or something like that. So it wasn't that far in the future that Cap went. Yeah, no, not even. I think it was only like, they said it was only like seven years or something. Okay. It was. Yeah, that's what it I'm, was yeah, like. Yeah, it, it, like he was. He was appalled at how soon it was, because right. he's like, ah, oh, back in my day, we had the the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights, and that used to stand for something. And she's like, how far in the future do you think you are? It's <laughs> yeah. like it's 2025. <laughs> yeah, I liked Lang. I liked Lang as a support character. I thought she was really good. That, that's the reason I kind of went. Which I mean, we could still see her in the future. I mean, it's not to say we won't. Yeah, but it also plays into but, that whole, like, oh, you know, everyday heroes are capable of great things kind of deal. You know, because, like, she's right. a postal worker right. before the war, and then when this whole nuclear thing happens, she's just an everyday person, probably doesn't have any real training, anything like that, but right. she knows people and she steps up to the plate when the world needs someone. And that's a very yeah. cap thing to do. Very cap thing, yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I feel different about yeah. the ending now. Yeah. I do. I, I feel. I feel a lot better. Actually, I'm going to change my score on it. What do you give it, Case? Whoa! Bonus points. Listen, you want to know what I'm giving bonus points to? The fact that they did a 10-page Jack Kirby story. Yeah. Out of I don't know if it's unused art or if they just kind of put together a bunch of old Jack Kirby stuff and sort of manipulated it in a, in a way to make a new story. Um, because I'm pretty Whoa. sure the fight with Batrock is taken from. Batrock's first appearance in like Captain America 100 and something. Um, and I'll put that up for you, loyal listener, because if you don't have an appreciation for Jack Kirby, I will tell you that this nine panel grid of bone crushing, hard hitting Captain America action Badass. should be enough, yeah, to sell you on why this guy is Jack Kirby, king of comics. Um, 
Yeah. The story is it's not brutal. really any, anything. Yeah. The story is not anything special, but I love nah, that for a not. Captain Universe, a Captain America anniversary issue, they they did a kind of original story with the guy who created him and drew him again when he joined the Avengers and drew him a third time in the 70s when Cap got his own book. You know, there are very few characters out there other than maybe the new gods that are so definitively Jack Kirby. And right. Cap is one of them because Cap has been somebody he worked on almost his entire career from when it started to when it ended with Marvel for the first time, when he came back to Marvel for the first time, you know, there's such an attachment here, you know, and for, I guess, a Jewish kid growing up in New York City in the 1920s, having Captain America be a hero you made is huge, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this, yeah, those, those panels are great. I mean, like you said, it's, just, it's hard hitting. He's a legend, you know, legend drawing you know, a legend. There's a lot of artists that can draw pretty pages, but like for me, my favorite artists, they're always the ones that can draw the best fight scenes, the best violence. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody could take a, take a look at what Kirby does as far as the flow of the fight scene and where people are. Yeah. When the next panel hits, like, you know, obviously Batrock takes Cap's legs out here. And then in this next panel, Cap's on his, on the ground and he, yeah. he shows his move from there. And then he, then the next panel, he's getting up and hitting Batrock in the face, but he's still on one knee. You know, I mean, there's a flow to Kirby that, you know, I still think a lot of artists, even though they're, you know, the, 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 the talent and the skill. The detail has, uh, today is, is so different. Oh, yeah. They put so much work into it. You know, not that Kirby didn't work hard, but, you know, sure, the, sure. these guys these days are, are, they learn how to draw in pencil from, from seeing finished work when normally pencils are done fairly quick and the inker ends up sort of cleaning up and, and right. polishing right. it. So it's just another right. step up. Like, you know, not that you ever really want to compare artists 50 years apart, but you look at something like how smooth and, and crisp and clean a Kirby book is versus, um, sean murphy on batman white knight right you know there it looks you know thematically it looks dirty it looks smudged it's supposed to because it's a gritty book but like when you really look at it like the cross hatching and attention to detail on characters faces and stuff it's a totally different ball game in the 21st century yeah it, it really is it is like you said, it's not that kirby didn't work hard yeah uh and i want to i want to point out that jason jones in the chat said Kirby made Batroc seem like a real villain. Oh yeah, and yeah. and he did, and and you know that's that's saying something because you see Batroc in a book now, and everybody kind of you know he's kind of throwaway, right? Yeah, he's a joke. Uh, but he's a joke, but uh, you know he he wasn't here, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so what what do you give it? This I'm giving a nine out of ten. Very okay. very satisfied with the conclusion. Chris Somney's art in the in the main story is absolutely incredible. I oh yeah. I mean, we showed it off to you guys. There's another page here of Cap. Um, hold on. Where is it? Uh, Which one? It's the it's the it's. I'm gonna show the first page where he's like leading the charge. Um. Yeah, there it is. Oh yeah. Uh, hold the it's, line. It's yeah, hold the line. It's absolutely like he's got some splash pages in in the six issues that he drew that are absolutely stellar but i mean this one you've got bodies flying everywhere you've got like there's motion there there's detail he draws in a very silver age kind of style but 
but there's so Very. much like the lighting and and everything and and Matt Wilson's colors like this whole book comes together so beautifully and I'm so sad that Somni is not drawing another issue of Cap. I know it. This is it. This is his, this is actually the end of his Marvel career for right now cuz he's moving on to other stuff. Um, right. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. But next issue we get Leonardo Romero who if you follow him on Twitter or anything, a very uh, Somni-esque artist. He draws in okay. sort of a, a similar way, so it you know really looks great. I've seen some uh, some like test like sketch, not sketches, but like character. Uh, oh, good samples of him drawing Cap. Perfect. Um, and guest artists Adam Hughes and J.G. Jones, two big DC names. Adam Hughes probably draws the best women in comics of all time. Right. Really goes without saying. Uh, J.G. Jones, quality artist, drew uh, Final Crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what? I'd heard that name. Oh, and he's yeah. done some fantastic cover work. Oh, he kills it on, on the cover work. Um, oh. He's like a, yeah. But but if you ever wanted to see his interiors, which I don't know if he's necessarily doing here, good stuff too. I mean, this is, this, I mean, Mark, first of all, Mark Wade writing a comic, you're getting your money's worth. That dude writes some grade A classic superhero stuff because he does his homework. But giving him a bunch of A-list artists too, I'm sold. I'm I'm on the cap train until it, you know. Again, yeah. ride, ride or die cap fans, man. Me and you. Yeah, I, I mean, and I, I, like I said, 700 was a was a, a very pivotal moment for me because I wasn't liking the story, Mark. Uh, and, I, you know, of course I like the art, uh, but I just didn't like the story. I felt like we'd seen it before. But it in, in this... This typically happens. Uh, a good writer can turn it around for me with how they end things. I'm right. big on endings. Um, I can love something. If it ends shitty, I might not like the whole thing at all. Um, even though I loved it up till that point, it just sours me so bad. But this is this has got me digging cap again. Thank God, because like I said, this is this is the book that I want to be my favorite book. Uh, so I, I, I really need it. I need it to be good. Uh, Casey gave it a nine. I'm giving it an 8.5, uh, which I didn't give it that high of a score initially, but, um, Casey talked me into it. The torch wonder. See, you're not too old. I'm not too old to learn new tricks. Uh, even, even the, the mentor can be, can be mentored. So uh, listen, between you and me, we've got like a hundred years of comic book reading experience. So, yes. you know, you're yeah. not going to find a, a more dynamic duo. Right. You know, you're right. And you're very, and, 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 and you know, for, for those of you that have never seen Casey before, Casey is very like, he's very silver age. And what I mean by that is he's like, you know, he, he can come up comparisons like what's like he did earlier was uh, uh, Jim Stalin that did Thanos and Jack Kirby and, you know, he, he's, that's that man, that's really his wheelhouse. So he's a very good compliment to me, um, which I'm just old and I can't remember that shit. <laughs> um, did you have any other books, uh, Casey, before I do Gideon Falls? Uh, we can talk about Avengers. It was, it was pretty good. Real oh, quick. Avengers. Shit. Yes. Yeah. I oh, think that's, that's the, him. I think that's also the last one we got other than, than wrapping it up with selling me on Gideon Falls, which I, okay. Super excited. Yeah. Yeah. No about. Avengers. But, uh, yes. Avengers. No surrender. Uh, what is this? Part fourteen of sixteen. Yes. This this th only four month long story. Okay, <laughs> but we've gotten so so much story. So much. Uh, again, well, it comes out once a week. Comes so out once you're a week. A lot. Comes out once a week. Got a rotating team of artists. Really, really good stuff. 
Um, really good. Yeah. Every uh, week. Kim just Kim Jacinto is doing the art this issue again, and I think Caselli did some uh, some fill in pages too. Uh, mm-hmm. Starts out with just this is a very quicksilver driven issue, um, which I like. I don't even like Quicksilver, but I no. every time that guy steps up to the plate, he gives it a hundred and ten percent. Yeah, like really if, if the situation is dire enough for Quicksilver to give a shit, he's giving it his all. Yeah, and he's he's chasing down this this weird energy ball that's been the source of uh, other heroes um, being frozen, uh, and it takes uh, Synapse. The one of his teammates from the Uncanny Avengers, and a new Inhuman character, maybe the only good one other than uh, Miss Marvel, I right. think, right? Um, yeah, I agree. So, so he, he she helps him. Scarlet Witch helps him. They they both tell him that they love him. Obviously, in their own way. Don't think I don't see you, Jason Jones, in there with your your Ultimates line of thinking. <laughs> um, and he he runs and he catches that that little spark thing and he just he vanishes like he like dissipates into another reality into time who knows but he's gone and whatever he does has unfrozen all the avengers to the point where uh voyager who is the new originally a plant by the grandmaster to cheat the game has summoned all of the avengers together uh for sort really one final battle against um the challenger uh, who surprisingly, oh wait, hold on. Um, he gets a new name this issue. Does he not? Yeah. He names himself. <laughs> Grandmaster, get Grandmaster Prime. Yes. Which I don't, I don't love that name, but it's kind of neat. Anyway. Well, here's it, the, you know, he, he, he feels like he should have been the original Grandmaster. Yeah. He's like, I deserve this. My, my cheating piece of crap elder of the universe brother <laughs> right right and he he tried to cheat him again and yeah and he just th- he took the he took his ball and went home the challenger did so yeah. which i really wanted some clarification on that too uh i'm and obviously he comes back because of the cover of the next issue so oh yeah seen... he's yeah he's definitely yes. not super toast as far as we know right um, right but you know, uh, Grandmaster Prime, or I really just still want to call him the Challenger because it's so it's so silly. <laughs> um, he he touches down on Earth and he gives this whole speech where he's like, he's like, my opponent said your planet was special. I'm here to tell you that is not the case. And then he continues on this with this page I've presented here, and. Everybody's got to step up and fight him. But the first person to do it, who goes absolutely batshit and just snaps into action, call it, my man. The Hulk. The immortal Hulk. The immortal Hulk. Just full frickin' clobberin'. Um, And he's he's Listen, he's mean as hell. We may have talked about this the last time we talked about uh, Avengers No Surrender. I think he's like one step away from being the maestro. I, I agree. Yes. Yeah. And the maestro is he, this, he's the hes the fun, evil version of the Hulk that's killed all the heroes a hundred years into the future. And he lives in like a Mad Max kind of a world. And, and you know, sick with, beard. With the, 
the reason the Hulk is so pissed is because he was dead, okay? The Challenger brought him back to be his ace in a hole in this game. And so the Hulk was was is not only duped by the Challenger, but he was brought back. And the Hulk didn't want to be brought back. Hell he was no. left alone. I think he even says that in this le- in this panel right here. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to be left alone. And you you couldn't do that. You had to bring me back. So it's fucking payback time. Oh, yeah. But uh, he, he gets his shots in, but not as good of a shot as oh, Grandmaster Prime hits him shot. with. Yeah, I put it up now if you want to talk about Are it. Are you putting uh, it up? Yeah, this yeah, is awesome. Yeah, just how dare you backhand and right into space. <laughs> oh, God. But did you think it was, uh, and like you notice, like he fucking sends Hulk to the stratosphere with this shot. Oh, yeah. So the challenger is got some juice i mean he's, he's a big he's a big time bad guy he's a big time bad guy and like the hulk starts laughing did you i mean like the hulk's kind of lost it, his shit since he's, he's come so back. evil and i love it yeah i do too last issue he killed the vision i mean this is huge yeah and i, I i'm not sure what event is that i don't know if that's enigma that says i'm really not seeing the funny side like what the fuck is going on so yeah, but again, in what's great about this book, uh, you know, to kind of mirror the Cap book, the Avengers are all about coming together to take out something that not one hero can do. What was really cool about this issue is not only did Pedro use Synapse and Wanda to augment him so he could run faster, which I thought that was really cool. Because she's like, I, I can make you go faster to where you'll hurt yourself. Because, like, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't, you know, everybody could want to bench 500 pounds. You can put it underneath there and you can try it, but you're going to hurt yourself. Um, even, even strong guys, they hurt themselves all the time pushing big weight. So with them doing that, I thought that was yeah. super cool. I'm like, man, that's kind of like rooted in reality. Had a little adrenaline, the need to save the yeah. world. He's going faster than he's ever gone. Yeah. He, what does he say? Speed beyond fear. Yeah. Speed beyond fear. Yeah. That was great. That's good. It was a great line. And then they've yeah. got this machine that the Challenger had. That's basically since he messed this machine up, the Earth is basically flying out of orbit and tearing itself apart. So then you've got Robert DaCosta, Sunspot, who's one of the strongest mutants around, uh, and Hercules turning the wheel of this thing while Thor and Lightning juice like juice it up to like you know 21 gigawatts or 20,000 gigawatts whatever it is this is like you said it's classic avengers it's classic avengers heroes joining to fight threats that no one hero could stand against right that's like their mo- that's literally their motto in the first issue that's i'm it, pretty man. sure the wasp says that when they come yeah, together for think, the first yeah, time i think she does yeah yeah, and, it's and, just. And what about uh, the? Will you will you throw up the? Did you already throw up the last page? I you threw did. up the. La- I threw it up again. I'll, yeah. put it, I'll put it back if you want. But I mean, it, I thought I thought it was cool here. The Voyager, everybody's like, once they realize that it's she's a plant in their memories that they thought she was an original Avenger, and they're like pissed, and now Voyager's given the the battle cry. Yeah, you know, that assemble. was pretty cool because she was moved like she went to do a job for her dad. Not that she really cared about her dad, but she didn't know any better. And then she's seen how these Avengers fight and, and how they're, they, they're they care for each other. And she's like, uh, no, this is the this is who I want to be with, these guys. 
So I yeah. thought that was really cool. I mean, you can even look at this page. Four or no, five of the heroes on this page are heroes that started as bad guys and were redeemed, you know, not mm-hmm. necessarily through the Avengers, but through heroism. Hawkeye was a bad guy. Pa- uh, Wonder Man was a bad guy. Yep. Scarlet Witch was a bad guy. Rogue was a bad guy. Uh, and the new Wasp, Nadia Pym, started out as, I mean, not super villainous, but she was an antagonist of the Avengers. Um, right. You know, and now Voyager is probably more than welcome if she saves the day with them to join their ranks. For real, this yeah. time. Yeah. And they need a teleporter, let's be honest. They do. Yeah, the X-Men have the X-Men have all the good teleporters. Right, right. All the Avengers right. are still flying around in a Coon in a jet, so... Yeah. But look, uh, 14 issues strong. This this arc is good. Coming to a conclusion uh, right when yeah. Infinity War comes out. What, right, a, ramp what it an up. interesting coincidence. Ramp it up. Get right. people to buy those and, books. And when, when uh, Thanos ended. Yes. And Exile started. I'm starting to think that that there's less coincidence in the timing. (laughs) I'm really starting to think. Uh, What do you give it? I'm giving this boy uh, a hot 8.5. That's what I gave it. It's quality comics, man. Like we said, it's a good week. Enough for two heroes to review. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'm looking... We're six, six, nine, eight point five, eight, eight point five, seven, seven, nine, eight point five, eight point five, eight point five. I mean, we're. I mean, typically, you and I, I mean, we agree, but we don't score that closely. Typically, we also don't review bad stuff for the most no, part. Like if something's real bad, it's gonna be like, ugh. Right? Yeah, we're like, oh god, get away from this. Yeah, yeah. you know, I feel like if I'm gonna do a show, I'm not gonna talk about shitty comics. No. You know what I mean? No. I don't know. Unless it's like something. I I want people to go read comics. You know, if I'm not reviewing it, then it might not be worth buying. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Not saying that Daredevil and all of them aren't good because I know Daredevil's really good. Invincible's really good, which I think in case you're going to do an Invincible show. That's an episode we should do. Yeah, we. Listen, this is what I'm thinking. Ballpark, throwing your idea out. and, And you in the chat, let us know what you think. If you want me and Travis to team up and do. Uh, episodes about entire runs of comics. We could do Invincible. We could do the original run of Exiles. We could do the Charles Soule Daredevil, which mm-hmm. Jason really wants you to read. And, and yeah, and I'm reading it. I am reading it. Yeah, Mayor yeah, Fisk and it's, coming to a close. It's great. It's really it's great. What's yeah. that? The Mayor Fisk story arc that they're doing oh, now. Yeah, right. I I, I just really, started it just a few days ago. Like the the arc. So I'm I'm still some yeah. issues behind. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely review. I'm all uh, about it, runs. I like runs. I like story arcs. You know what I mean? I like Bill. It's also the, it's also, we've, we've said this before. It's also the best way to buy comics, trade paperbacks. You get the whole story in one shot. Yes. If you're, if you aren't, um, I don't want to say comic savvy, but if you've never been to a comic shop and you know, you're really not into like this, you know, getting the single issues and all that. Trade paperbacks are fantastic. Amazon's a great place to go. Get them delivered right to your door. They've got just about everything. And and not the not a shameless plug, but the zone. Today he had 50% on all of his trades. And he had some trades that I already have and I almost wanted to buy them again just to have a better copy. Cause I let people borrow my trades. And sometimes oh, yeah. I get them back, they're not in such great shape. Uh listen, and, and even new, they make great gifts. 
Oh yeah, trust me. Well, Nothing, well me and Big like Sam, we actually did a show. We did a Christmas buying guide show, uh, and we we went through our top five trades to like to give people that we think would really get people hooked on the comics. So yes, but excellent point. Great, great uh, Christmas gifts, um, yeah. or just gifts, gift period. And if you're All looking right. for a recommendation hot off the presses from the Blazing Defender himself. Look no further than Image Comics' Gideon Falls. Gideon, yes. Nice segue Listen, there, Torch Wonder. That's why you pay um, the big bucks, my dude. Gideon Falls. <laughs> um, the only reason I picked it up is because of Jeff Lamar and Andrea Sorrentino. Or Sorrento, sorry. It, it, I love Sorrento's art. It's fantastic. I love it. And I love Lamar, so I'm like, let's let's get let's give it a shot. It's a match now, made in comics. Yes, I mean when you when you get two people this good on a book, I don't give a shit what it's about. Now this is not superhero-y, not uh, no capes, no superpowers. Uh, we're not yet anyway. Um, and what it is, it's kind of like a horror book. And Sorrento's art is. Or Sorrentino's art is fantastic for this because of the the style that he uses. In case if you could put up that that this the is from the this is from Gideon Falls spread? number one. What's that? Yes, yes. Okay. Where he's like in his room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, one second. This is the kind of shit. This is the kind of shit that you get. This with is this, inc- guy. this is incredible. By the way, this this blew this my is mind incredible. because I don't think I've I've ever seen a drawing like this published in comics just thank you so much i'm so glad you said that because that's exactly what i said i went oh my god this is like some kind of panoramic like photograph shot you know what i mean like with the aspect ratio distorted those those stupid things you see on facebook where you gotta click and drag to see the whole picture except here it's right in front of you yes now this is this is our I don't want to say he's our hero, but um your protagonist. This is a mental this is he is a mental patient. Okay? And he's being seen in this first issue. And as you can see down here, you see all the locks on his door. This is his laboratory. Okay? Like in all these jars right here at the bottom, he's collecting things. And what he's doing is he's going through trash. All right, he like he'll see trash and he's got to go through it. He's a very uh, OCD to say the least. Yeah, but he has a reason. Something is compelling him to do this, and his uh, uh, psychiatrist she's telling him this is your disease. There's nothing in that trash, and he goes, "No, no, you don't understand. I've I've got it now. I figured it out." And she's like, "What did you figure out?" And he's got a map, and he's he's labeling where he's finding what on the map, and there are certain pieces of trash in certain areas, and he's figured out the pattern. Okay, stay with me. I know it sounds crazy. He's crazy, all right? right. Or is he? Dun, dun, so dun. she's like, well, I don't understand. He goes, I can't tell you because I'm afraid it'll put you in danger. He goes, but I know I'm on the right path. So basically, she explains to him, if you keep if you keep down this road, I'm going to commit you again. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. 
Um, so at the, it, so and then okay, this is this guy, right? Now we have a a bishop or a priest, a preacher, who is getting sent to Gideon Falls because Pastor Tom has died, and the archdiocese is sending uh this guy to Gideon Falls. Now he has a checkered past. We don't know what that is, but he's been bounced out of two parishes, maybe because of a drinking problem. Okay, that does kind of come up. All right, so he doesn't want to go. He's teaching. At the archdiocese, they're like, we got a bunch of teachers. The head bishop is like, you need to be in Gideon Falls. And we kind of learn an issue, too. The bishop knows something is going on in Gideon Falls. All right? So, yeah. Now, in this, in this shot you've put up here, he takes, he's, I mean, you can see how OCD is. He's taking pictures of garbage. He's labeling it. Now, you see these look like wood pieces, right? It's a, you know, it's like a descent into madness. Yes. Oh, yes. Or, or sanity. It's 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 similar to what a investigator would do, like with a murder board. Right. Okay. And and yeah, this is a, I love this splash page. Yeah. Uh, and you can see what I'm talking about with the artwork. And he finally is up an issue. To, okay. The the preacher gets to Gideon Falls. He's asking about what happened to Pastor Tom, and nobody wants to talk about it. Okay. Um, and that's in, in the end of issue one, we get our hero here finding he's having a dream of a black barn. And that is what all of this is from the nails, the wood. It's all about a black barn. Okay. Issue two, uh, we, we had a death in issue one uh, the pastor found the lady that ended up letting him into the church. She was trying to like bake him stuff. He was like, no, no, no. I'm really tired. Just, you know, uh, if you could just show me to my room, if you need anything, just let me know. He has a dream where he sees pastor Tom and pastor Tom's like, come on, come on, follow me. And he's like, pastor Tom, what the fuck? You're supposed to be dead. <laughs> so he, Yeah. So he's, you know, he's running through the woods. He sees a black barn and in front of this black barn, this woman is gutted, eviscerated. Okay. Mm. Now we're in issue two. Issue two. Also, um, let's just, I just want to call out the covers real quick. Yes. Yes. Please do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, a, a sky, like a Google earth kind of style image, but the whole town is in the, the profile of a character's head. <laughs> yeah, like awesome? the amount of detail that has to go into these covers is insane. I, I, it, well, the create the creativity. Like, have you ever seen? I don't think I've ever seen a shot like that in a comic book. Yeah, no. You know, you know what I there's mean? another there's uh, now, another page in in here, and I don't want to jump ahead too far, but uh -huh. I'm gonna put it up. It's the one sure. where he walks through panels vertically. Yes, like he walks yes. he walks down the page, but everything is is sideways. You have to you have to literally turn the book around yes to really read it and 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 what you know the you know it's not just like done for you know effect uh, it actually plays plays a part because the double page right after it right he he finds that out that his laboratory has been broken into and things have been stolen. So when he goes and tells his therapist, there it is. Yeah, I'm seeing yeah, it's it in It's in like fisheye. It's cool. Yeah. So, oh yeah. It's so cool. Um, 
yeah, you see all the locks he keeps, all the locks are broken off and everything. And it's kind of like that, holy shit, what just happened? Uh, and I mean, this is his world, okay? Obviously, with all the locks and everything, he's a very private guy, of course. I mean, he's labeling trash. He don't want nobody to see that shit. Yeah. Um, so, but he in this in this issue, not only are the police investigating the new pat the new the new preacher in town. Yeah, there we go. There's that shot, like that again. Uh, Soriento playing with that aspect ratio is just fucking fantastic. Yeah. So beautiful. Um. So now the police are investigating this guy because he's new. He was the last one to see this chick. Now she now he finds her body. It looks pretty fishy. So he calls the bishop. He's like, hey, get me, get my ass a lawyer. Uh, this is bad. And the bishop's like, nah, God, I was right. And God needs you in Gideon Falls. It'll all work out. Click. And he's like, what the hell? You know? So the guy's taking him to his cell. He's like, hey, man, uh, for what it's worth, I believe you. Because he tells him, dude, Pastor Tom is not dead. I just seen him. He he was the one that led me to the girl. Y'all need to be looking for him. And they're like, dude, he drowned two weeks ago. And he's like, no, he didn't. I just seen him. So before this shot happens where uh, our guy yeah. finds his, his place broken into, they find another pastor who's been dead for like an hour. And they end up releasing him. They're like, ooh, well, this guy may have been telling the truth after all. Okay, and in our in our in our man here, our, our nut job who's going to the psychiatrist, he's telling her, like, I can't tell you this in there. Okay, now this chick here, this is his psychiatrist, and they're walking through the park, and he sees this bag of garbage, and he kind of like he gets real uneasy, and she's like, "What? What did you see?" And he goes, "Um, I think I need to go back and check that garbage," and she's like. You know, this is your disease. What did I tell you about this? I thought you were doing better. He goes, no, I really need to go back and check that garbage. It's important. And she goes, if I let you go back and check that garbage, will you tell me what's going on? And he's like, I can't. I'm afraid you'll be in danger. And she's like, I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself. You need to tell me. So he goes through the garbage. He finds something, but he tells her he didn't. So she's like, look, deal's a deal. And he tells her about the black barn. He's seen it in a dream. And that's where this garbage is leading to is the black barn. And she's like, you're this, you're delusional. I need to, I need to commit you again. And he's like, no, no, no. And also our preacher in issue one, seen the black barn before he's seen the body. So our preacher and this guy, are the only two that have seen the black barn so far. Well, as she's leaving, uh, I guess her rounds, she's making her rounds. She's walking outside and it looks like New York. It's like cities and she's on the phone and she looks over and this is the image that she sees. And then she drops the phone and goes to the ground and she looks back up and it's the cityscape again. So crazy, crazy, crazy shit going on in Gideon Falls. But I, I love it. I love the art. The story is creepy as fuck. This, this uh, mental patient, I can't remember his name. But I mean, it's just, it's so good. And they're, they're doing things that I haven't seen done in not only a comic book, 
but like um like you know it almost plays out like a movie when you're reading these panels and you're going panel to panel dude this could be a a, a full-length feature film i mean as just i mean the detail and the dialogue it's just really really good and you know i'm like casey i'm a superhero guy uh i like superhero stuff and i like superpowers i like i like all that and i'm i'm in I mean, I'm I'm all in on Gideon Falls. It's fantastic. I give the first, I give issue one a seven five, a very solid first issue. I give issue two an eight because it's it's building on this story. And again, the art is just it's. I would buy it just for the art. I mean, I I seriously would just buy this for the art. Um, on a, on a cool side note, Jeff Lemire went to film school. And this story is actually the project of his first movie that he did 20 years ago. He did a very small, uh, like, not only want to say an indie film, it was kind of like a, uh, like a 45 minute film. And this, and the, the, the story is in the, in the letters page uh, where he talks about when him and, and Soriento were on Old Man Logan they had talked about doing Gideon Falls and they pitched it to Image and they're like, hell yeah, y'all can do whatever the fuck you want, you're rock stars. Uh, but it's very cool that An this idea that he's had for 20 years, and he actually did a movie about it. So, and you can see it plays, it plays, he's got it in his head. Um, and in, in Adria, uh, or I'm sorry, Andrea just it knocks it out of the park. But uh, what did I give issue two a score? Uh, eight. Yeah, I gave it an eight. Uh, but yeah, check out Gideon Falls. If you like like mystery stuff, a horror stuff, great art, great writing. It, uh, yeah, it's your bag for sure. So what did I sell you, Casey? You've got me. Although you know what, I'm gonna wait until it's finished before I really start to dig in because it seems like like I love a good mystery, yeah. but I I don't think I'd be able to control myself uh, week to week of having to deal with this. You know, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like that with uh, Black Monday Black Monday Murders. Um, so you've been telling like I that's another one that that's a that's a um, that is a that's an investment that is a time investment. Um, it's really really good. Again, great writing, great artwork, but it's you really there's still so much that we don't know. And if it wasn't as good, I'd already jumped off the train. But again, it's a very it's horror related as well. Um, but it's a, it's a mystery. And as long as they keep me coming back to figure out more parts of like, Oh, here's a little tidbit of the mystery. We haven't solved it yet, but here's a little tidbit. Oh, here's a little bit more here. You know, they keep that cracker going. They keep that crumb dropping and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a rat, man. I'm just chewing it up as, you know, as fast as I can get it. So, uh, but yeah, really good books. Y'all check them out. Um, what else you got, Casey? Let me tell you, man. Uh, it's not what I got. It's what you got, because you're on Patreon, brother. I am. I am uh, on Patreon. How about we check out that transition I got for you? Yeah, right yeah. I appreciate that, because uh, I meant to say it in the beginning, and I forgot. Dennis would kick my ass. Um, yeah. yeah I you have... got to get that, that money train rolling, Yeah, bro. man. I mean, I'd like I mean, to. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then that way, I could not I, I could use Zencast or something instead of OBS, because it's free. Uh but yeah, I have a Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash Blazing Defender. 
And um, there's some reward tiers there, man. Um, you know, you can just give a little bit and get a couple shout outs. Uh, I'll, review a, I'll review a book for you. I'll make some, some custom videos. Thank you. That's a, that's a nice graphic. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> I'm still figuring out text in this program. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, it, you know, I do some custom stuff. You get a little bit of access to me. Uh, and my life at the firehouse and, and, and everything else. So, uh, and it would help me. It would, it would help me. You know, I do this cause it's fun. I'll continue to do this because it's fun. Um, but there are some things, equipment that I need and, uh, to upgrade some things like microphones and my area, uh, just, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so I really appreciate it. Uh, if not, like, again, I'll be here every week. And reading comic books and telling you what I thought was good and doing movie stuff and all that. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to check it out, I did some videos strictly for the Patreon. So if you just want to go and check those out, uh, you can see me. And I believe uh, Phil did a blooper reel because I sent him all my blooper stuff too. And uh, I believe he cut a oh, blooper that's, reel. Together. That's gold. I what's that? I gotta start giving five dollars a month just so I can see this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Even I don't get it for free, folks. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and there's there, there's been so many times I wanted to do something like that, and I'm like, oh, it's a Patreon reward. I really don't want to cheat somebody that pays for it. You know what I mean? They're like, well, fuck, he just did that shit for free. Uh, but I might do some for free just to see what you would get. You know what I mean? If if you uh, subscribe. So, but yeah, check it out, guys. Let me know what you think. Um, and yeah, tell me what you thought about the show. Uh, man, Casey, thank you so much, man, for being on, dude. Uh, not yeah, only are you the man in the chair. It is my, it's my duty to be here <laughs> when you need me. <laughs> uh, man, I looked at the, well, you, you'd reached out to me and you're like, man, it's a big week next week. And I was like, yeah, you're on, you're on the show, man. I'm going to need you. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, man, I really appreciate it. Hey, Casey, and and not not to put you on not to put you on uh, the spot or anything, but you do have a, a new lady in your life, is that right? I do. Uh, let me give a shout out now to my girlfriend Ellen, yes, who please. actually popped in to to take a watch. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, listen, I couldn't have asked for a better lady friend. Let me tell nice. you, who supports goofballishness like this, you know? Um, <laughs> Absolutely, man. She's yeah. a keeper, brother. She's a keeper already. I've never met her, but she's a keeper, I can tell you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man, that's what I wanted you to do. I want you to give a little shout-out to her on the show. That's cool. Uh, tell her to check out the Patreon, you know? She might, you know, she, I might, you know, uh, we might do some stuff together and yeah, give her some, Look, some, she- some some great she already rewards. said right in the chat she wants us to do that exile show, and that doesn't surprise me. I talk about that book nonstop with her. So who awesome, knows? Man. See it in the near future. Um, and yeah, uh, Casey and I we're going to get together and do some more stuff, guys, for you in the future. We're going to do some maybe some of those uh, story arc shows where we're just talking about a specific story arc on a on a, a series that. You know, is 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 over. Um, I I really like to do something with the Invincible because uh, I kind of got on that train really late, and it's such a fucking fantastic. And you ran train on it in two weeks, you maniac. I did. Oh, oh man, I mean, I went to bed every night reading ten to fifteen issues. This guy pumped out twelve years of comic books in two weeks. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I did. I've never done that before. I mean, but it was so good. There's and then when reason, Ryan Otley got on it, it says the greatest superhero book in the universe, right it, on the top, right it, it on does. the card. 
And you know, when I used to see that at the comic shop, I'd look at it and go, what the fuck? You think yeah, awfully right. highly of that book, Kirkman. <laughs> and, and then I read it, and I was like, fuck, they're on to something here, man. So, but guys, uh, Casey, tell people where they can find you at uh, on the interwebs. You can find me uh, on the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast right now. I've got some other things in the works that may or may not come to fruition eventually. Uh, but if I'm not guest spotting here... Try and find me Thursday nights at twitch.tv slash badcoyotefunky. We're a five-man band that talk about more than just comics. So if you're interested in video games and convention stuff, cosplay, news, you name it, check us out. We'd be more than happy to have you in our audience. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool show. And you all live stream on Twitch, is that right? Case? That's right. Yeah, we do it. We do a live version uh, on Thursday, and then we usually get the polished version done and up on the, uh, sure. I think, SoundCloud still. Not sure if that's still alive, but we're in all kinds of places. <laughs> uh, iHeartRadio, uh, iTunes, Bad Coyote yeah. Funky. It's a name that you can't forget but may want to. <laughs> it's very, very catchy, brother. And you have a live chat as well, so y'all just... Tune in, just say hi, and, and check out his show. It's uh, it's really good stuff. Yeah. With that, guys. If Travis sent you, let us know Travis sent you. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Hell yeah. That'd be great. You know what? I, when's your next show? When when are you all doing your next Twitch? Uh, I think uh, this Thursday at 10. I, I am going to, I'm sitting it out. But you can catch everybody else. They're talking about all the fun they had at uh, PAX, the oh, Penny nice. Arcade Convention nice. here on the East Coast. They all went to Boston for the weekend. They had a wonderful time. Um, Good deal. but the latest news in the video gaming world, if you're about it, that's the one to watch. I might tune in. I'm going to stop in and tune in and say hi to the guys. Yeah. Uh, with that y'all, I've got to cook tonight, so I'm going to get out of here and get dinner started. Casey again. Thank you, my brother. Um, and with that guys, blazing defender and the torch wonder, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>